Welcome to the Bodacious Women in Cannabis podcast, the show where the bold and brilliant women cannabis business leaders share their journey and their expertise. Here's your host, Susan Burns. I'm Susan Burns, your podcast host and your on-call business lawyer and founder of the boutique law firm S. Burns Legal. We're located in St. Paul, Minnesota, and we support bodacious women in business on their journeys to success. Today, we are talking with Maggie Wilson. She's the chief marketing officer of a brilliant company called Fruit Slabs. And as part of her journey in the cannabis industry, she created the very first cannabis tarot deck, which is awesome. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about that as we go along. But I'm so excited to talk with you again today, Maggie. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. It is wonderful to be here. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. So talk to us. Tell us a little bit about Fruit Slabs and then about your journey and how you started this, this tarot deck. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So Fruit Slabs is a, it's the first kosher certified edible in the state of California. So it's very much catered towards that healthy edible consumer. I came into Fruit Slabs a couple of years ago from really honestly loving the brand and using the product and then worked my way into actually being a part of the team because I loved the brand so much. And and really stood by stood by the product. My journey in cannabis really started out when I moved to Colorado in 2015. My background is in like the wellness community and education on how we can be better versions of ourselves so that when we interact with the world that we just have better outcomes. So I moved to Colorado and I started working with a cannabis wedding event kind of coordination service and really got into understanding how the cannabis industry works on the event side and learning the different regulations and all the ever-changing things that were happening in 2015. So when I moved to Denver, Colorado, it was very much culture shock coming from somewhere. <laughs> Coming from somewhere that was very anti-cannabis to somewhere that was very pro-cannabis for me was a learning experience in itself because being raised where I was raised, I was told, you know, for my protection, I was allergic to cannabis so that I wouldn't do something and get into the, you know, the justice system and, and, and maybe not get so much justice as someone else would. So as a mother, I totally understand why my mom was like, you're allergic to cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> and then as an adult, you realize that part of the antidote to allergies is to start microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so when I moved to Denver, didn't know a single soul. And I started working on the compliance and regulation ends of events and realized that if I wanted to create a community around me, that I would have to start taking the steps to really do that, that it wasn't just going to magically fall into my lap. So I started creating an event that I called the Green Lodge. And it was a space where women could come once a month 
and do kind of intensive spiritual work for about two hours. We would combine cannabis in different ways. And it was very much centered around how you can use cannabis in a way that is more self-care and a little bit on your spiritual path. And for me, I had been a Reiki master going on about six years at that point. So I really wanted to combine the aspect of using cannabis and understanding your own energetic like vibration and then really working from there. So I wanted to build this like relationship with the plant and other women because being a mother and having the stigma of, you know, in 2015, there was so much talk still about like, well, you know, how do we know that smoking is not so harmful? And the new products were really just kind of rolling out into the market of how you could medicate in other ways that weren't necessarily smoking. So for me, I really wanted to create a space that I could come to with different women and men that wanted to do this work with the plant, but also wanted to, you know, find out all these amazing companies that are doing these revolutionary things with cannabinoids. So each month would be centered around the moon and the aspects of the medicine of that moon. And then I would reach out to different cannabis brands based on the, the work that we were going to be doing and have like a tea company come or a salve company come and really just started to create this community of women that really liked to combine cannabis and Reiki and cannabis and metaphysics. That sounds so awesome, Amy. So, that that yeah. sounds great. <laughs> it was, and it still is, some of my dearest friends I've met at those events, just women who were like, I felt really called to come to this. You know, I've never been to something like this and just like took a chance on themselves and me. So it was really just like a bittersweet moment of being like, wow, okay, I did this. And, you know, now I've created a community of women that are not only educating themselves, but they're going out and they're educating their families and their mothers and their grandparents. So the idea of bringing people together under the plant was really special for me because I went from being so anti-cannabis in Tennessee and not under understanding that I had a lot of fear-based programming around the plant and coming to the other side and being like, wow, what other fearful programming am I just accepting because that's what's been told to me? And I really brought that into my workshops because I wanted I wanted people to understand that some of the things that we're afraid of or the things that society tells us are bad are actually the things that can help us be the best versions of ourselves, including cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I started doing those events and then I brought the event to California. And when I came to California, I had like a full coming to like, this is where I need to be moment. This is the place I'm supposed to be. I always knew I wanted to eventually live in California, even from a very young age. I started reaching out to other brands, taking on other positions and really just trying to work my way 
into a position that I could help more people. And so I started my events in 2017. And then in 2018, I realized, you know, how can I reach more people, but still be able to, you know, educate on cannabis. And that led to me creating my podcast, which is called Metaphysical AF. Being like, okay, let's try this out. And then I got such great feedback from my friends and the people that I knew that were like, I had no idea that, that I had this part of me that, you know, I always just pushed it away or I just thought it was, you know, not important. So that really fueled me to keep going and to keep this cannabis metaphysics education kind of momentum, kind of keeping and, you know, keep moving. Like I like to say like a good avalanche. <laughs> nice. And that led me to, you know, going to different events and being at different places around different people. And I went to the Emerald Cup in 20, at the end of 2017. And that's where I met the Fruits Labs team. And I was having, you know, my own medical issues and knew my friends that were having medical issues and this alternative edible option that wasn't coated in sugar. So I was like, wow, this is the product that I didn't think existed. How can I cater things around this product that I'm already doing? So I started using it in meditation and using it in my events and using it to just kind of write about, to talk to people about you know, if you want to have a connection with this plant, here's a great medium if you don't want to smoke. And, you know, kind of through that, I create this tarot deck because I wanted people to come into the event and have kind of an overarching of what they needed to focus on. Because a lot of the times I feel like we get overwhelmed with all the information that is presented to us. And, if you can just focus on one thing, sometimes that can really propel your, your healing journey. So for me, I was like, maybe I could make a tarot deck that has elements of cannabis, but also elements of how to do something. Because you can pull a tarot card and then be like, oh, great, this message is great, but what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and yes. I really, I really wanted to create this pathway of like, here's what you can do. Here's how cannabis can help. And here's a way that you can work with the plant, you know, a different consumption type of ritual. And that was really the basis of the idea for the, the tarot deck. And I'm, I'm very much a, a visual person. So I put everything down into a Google sheet and, and like kind of forgot about it and kept going through life. And then I moved from Colorado to California mid pandemic, like May perfect. 2020. Yeah. You know, perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> and once I moved to California, the momentum really started to pick up. And one of my really close friends who had been a part of the Green Lodge sent me, you know, just like a text message one day because we were talking back and forth about manifestation and how you can't just think something into existence. You either got to like write it down or say it vocally. Like it has to come from that mental ethereal realm into the physical, like actual physical realm for it in order for it to like actually come to fruition for you. 
And I was like, okay, maybe I need to get a little bit clearer on how I want this tarot deck to come about. And there were definitely challenges and hurdles. I had no Talk idea. Talk about some of those challenges <laughs> and hurdles because yes. as business women in business, we always are interested in learning how other people face their challenges. Absolutely. So Or learning uh, opportunities as you will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I'm I'm the last of seven children and all of my brothers and sisters are older than me. So I remember when like I remember when YouTube came out in 20, I think 20, I think 2005, I was 15 years old. And my older brother, Michael, who was a computer programmer, he really taught me like, if you want to do something or you want to learn something, start reading, start doing research. So I dove into figuring out, like I literally typed into Google how to become a published author. Like, good for you. Got to start somewhere. So I was like, okay, what are the steps that I even like, you don't know what you don't know. So I was like, what do I even need to do? So I started looking at that. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the paths say you need to find an agent and then you need to work with that agent to create a pitch. And then you need to, you know, have that agent reach out to their editors that they know. Or the other path is you creating the pitch and just blindly reaching out to the editors and doing what is called querying. So you just kind of, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and hope that some of the editors email you back. And and I was not getting any emails back. (laughs) And I was like, okay, you know, this was 2019. Okay. And I was getting a little bit discouraged, but also continuing to work with the tools that I've always liked to work with in the spiritual realm and meditating on it and pulling cards and asking for guidance and really, you know, listening to everything that I could kind of find. And I realized I wasn't being very clear on what I wanted. I just wanted to write a book. I wanted to be a published author. I wanted to create this tarot deck. But once I got into like the really finite details of how do I want to create this? So I literally went back into that Google sheet that I'd made years before and started writing out exactly what I wanted to happen. I wanted a publisher to come to me. I wanted it to be, you know, I went into all the details. I wanted it to be a number one bestseller. I wanted it to be available on every platform, including Amazon, but also like places where people could, if they don't want to support Amazon, they don't have to, like they, you know, they could get it somewhere else. And I really, really went in on the fine, fine details. And then I just let it go. And I was like, okay, close the Google sheet and was just like, all right, this is what I want. I'm going to like, I've tried all these things. This isn't working. Let's just try this. And I continued doing the the Reiki work that I felt so called to do anyway. And I gave Reiki to a friend and attuned her to Reiki one. And which is which to anybody who's listening who doesn't know what Reiki is, it's essentially healing with your hands, like the healing power of touch. So when you get attuned to the first level of Reiki, it's really about working on yourself and healing yourself so that you know what energy feels like in your body so you can decipher for someone else what energy is going through their body and where it may be stuck. So in doing that, 
the person that I actually attuned is the one who sent me an email one day and was like, actually, I think it was a Twitter DM because she said, she sent me a DM and was like, my phone's not working. My email's not working. I can't do this. I can't do that. So I have to send you this DM here, but I have a publisher that wants to create a cannabis tarot deck. And I think you should write it. And I, I like fell to the ground. Like, <laughs> And I was like, okay. And I immediately thought of like, you got really clear. You really got clear on what you exactly wanted. And you had to write it down in order for this to, you know, even start to come to fruition. And that was the first like hurdle that I had to overcome was you know, basically kind of being in like despair of being like, how am I going to find somebody who wants to write this? There are a couple other tarot themed cannabis decks. How do the other decks differ that, you know, if they're not diving into spirituality, what is it that they work with? They really focus on the either the original structure of the tarot and then they'll just kind of incorporate cannabis imagery into the original images, or they'll be very strain specific, which is great. But there, there wasn't anything that was like, here's how to use cannabis. Here's how cannabis can help you. Here's an action and a practice that you can do to really, you know, like basically how I was using cannabis in real life. I wanted that to be cards. I wanted it to be like, sit down and meditate and go outside and listen to music and smoke a joint and then do what you need to do. <laughs> because of this Reiki client, that is the person that actually brought me the opportunity. And luckily, she not only connected me to the publishing house, she connected me to her agent who never charged me for anything, but sent me like templates of how to create the perfect pitch for a publisher, like detailed everything. Like it was like 14 pages of information of just how to really present this and create it. And boy, was it a lot of work. And that's something that I knew was going to be a part of it, but I didn't realize how much work it actually is to do what this is. You can't um, imagine. Yeah. So I, that was really the first blessing was my client bringing me this opportunity and then really focusing in and honing in and you know, right when you get a big opportunity, sometimes other parts of your life just start to like fall apart. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there was, you know, the pandemic was happening. It was, I think that I, Gabby introduced me to the publisher. It was towards the end of the year of 2020 when we were very, very deep in the pandemic. And I remember having the first meeting with them in 2021 uh, in January and them really just being blown away because I had created an entire pitch of what, what this cannabis tarot deck was going to look like, what it was going to do. And I even created like a visual representation to them over Zoom. And they were just like aghast. They were just like, oh my God, this is incredible. We really 
let's do it. And we, we started the process, started kind of fleshing things out. And I went back to that same Google sheet that I made in 2017 and like made a copy of it and just started writing. And they gave me a certain amount of time for when they wanted to publish it. And I was so inspired that I really finished the book about two months earlier than they expected. And, you know, one of the dream client, (laughs) one of the biggest challenges for me was, you know, finding the time to write every day, because I was also working with Fruits Labs and came on as their marketing officer and realized like cannabis marketing is way different than, you know, the marketing I'm going to have to do for my tarot deck. Like, (laughs) yes, especially with all the restrictions. Exactly. So that was a really fun experience and like kind of learning curve of how to like, okay, you wanted this. Now you have to like really do the work to bring it, to really bring it to completion. But, you know, I I really attribute it to moving to Colorado and wanting to create this space that was educational around cannabis and spirituality really led to this deck being created. I I absolutely love this deck and I'm going to try not to cry when I deliver this because it's such a wonderful thing. I was adopted, you know, I'm I'm the youngest of seven children, but I was adopted into this family and as I was doing the research on these different like trying to find research on cannabis in ancient cultures is very difficult. So as I was looking through and doing all this research, I came across a story of a woman who like found her family, found her biological family because she went back to Africa. And I was like, you know what? I had no idea. Like I knew my DNA. I had to get my DNA done at one point in time to figure out kind of what my genetic background was because I didn't know who my biological family was. And creating this tarot deck and really diving into those ancient cultures and community and family, I went back into that DNA database and it tells you kind of your, on a long shot, these are your potential second to fifth cousin. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can email all these people and someone will know who my family is. And I shit you not, Susan, (laughs) within 17 minutes of sending out those emails, my, one of the people emailed me back. And she is my cousin and she knew of my family. Long story short, she was my cousin and she was like, I know who your dad is. I'm pretty sure it's my uncle. And over the next couple of weeks, we exchanged photos of the family and just had like this complete moment of being like, oh my God, we were adopted away and we never knew you existed. So I got to meet my cousin. I got to meet my sister that I never knew. I got to meet like not in person yet, but I got to meet my dad and my grandmother. So it was really like, it was, it really was such a wonderful experience and such a like healing experience to make this deck because as I was doing this research, it propelled me to find my own like root. So that's your biggest unexpected it. benefit. So I really attribute. <laughs> that yeah, so great. An, an incredible. <laughs> yeah. So that was wonderful. And I, I loved, I loved creating this deck. I hope I get to have like big revelations with all the things that I create like that. But 
<laughs> yeah. So, oh, I can't wait to work with it, Maggie. Thanks for sending it to me. I, I really look forward to that. And I noticed when you said, it's interesting because you said when you sent out the, the email that, about your genetics and it, you, you noted that it was 17 minutes that you got responses and one in seven is eight. So if you oh. dabble in numerology at all, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, that's so perfect. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yes. That's yeah. so amazing. <laughs> well, I think our listeners might have an idea about this, but already, but what makes you uniquely bodacious, Maggie? I am not afraid to reach out email or send that text message. The article that you found me from, I actually pitched to Iris Dorbian, one of the writers from the Wall Street Journal and Forbes, because I saw that she was writing articles about women in cannabis. So I was like, fantastic. I'm doing something that she's not writing about. So I'm going to email her and see if she wants to talk to me and write about me. And I really feel like that is what makes me bodacious is I'm not afraid to walk up to somebody, reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I like what you're doing. Do you want to talk with me? And let's support each other. Because at the end of the day, when we support each other, we are communal beings at heart. We love helping each other. It is such a like the state of the world and the way that we we pretend to be sometimes we we all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. And we can really do that if we have each other's back. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> I agree with what you said 100%. So how would you like people to connect with you? Absolutely. So you can connect with me through Instagram or Twitter. My Instagram is metaphysicalaf. And the links in my bio have every way that you can connect with me to book readings, to just talk or have a consultation. I love connecting with new people and sharing stories. So I'm always happy to hear about someone, you know, a lot of the people that have been contacting me recently about the deck are people who were like, I don't even use cannabis, but I felt so called to this deck. And then they started using it. And they, you know, they increase their intuition and they're just like so grateful and thankful for that. So I love, <laughs> I love being reached out to and just being like, Hey, how are you? I do this. You do this. Let's work together. <laughs> Happy to chat with anybody. You can contact me through my email address as well, which is metaphysicalaf at gmail and, you know, listen to my podcast and just whatever you're called to is really what is you're meant to hear in this moment and at this time. And you know, my my favorite thing to say is what's truly yours will never pass you by. So if you feel called to reach out to me and chat with me, there might be something that we have synergy with, which is exactly how me and Susan came together. <laughs> so. Exactly right. Because I saw the post of your Forbes article on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I have to reach out to this one. So I guess I'm not afraid to reach out to and yes! imagine my surprise when Maggie responded immediately. That was, a, that was great. And the rest is history. It's been such a pleasure knowing you and I look forward to continuing to know you and thank you so much. I know how busy you are. Thanks for making the time to be, to visit with me and be a guest on Bodacious Women in Business. 
Thank you so much. It is truly an honor to chat with you and to talk about the deck. Thank you so much for having me on and on to the next Bodacious Women. There we go. <laughs> Thank you.